Have you guys done what I asked you to do and go listen to Just Two Fans podcast? If you haven't, do yourself a favor. Whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, go over there, subscribe right now. Jamie and Eli break it down all the sports, telling you what beer they're drinking that week, which is always a fun thing to do. They're going to give you really good, fun sports takes. It's a great show. I just found it. You will enjoy it. Subscribe on all the platforms. Give them a follow on Twitter at just the number two fans one. Give them a follow there and subscribe on all the platforms. Every Wednesday, they got a brand new show. That means for your drive to work or your drive home, you will have something to pass that time. And what better way to do it than just two fans podcast? Go ahead and check it out right now, fellas. Best boxing podcast in the world. In a living hell, though not guilty, I'm still in jail. Brother, I serve my time like a soldier, maintain composure. My shadow box in the fight to the death, busting boulders. Every boxer with a pair of gloves, best give up love. Here's a man from the makings of a thug, a lethal weapon, my sharp. And in my heart, there's a wish to shake the bread with the flurry of my black fist. Now, once a high school dropout, now I'm the million dollar champ who's the next to get knocked out. What is going on, everybody? Another episode of Cheap Seats Box Show. Angelo here doing my part this week. If you haven't, go check out the first part that JP had. I appreciate him as always. Hey, I like the fact that he brought out the old school intro. We got a few of those. We got like four or five different intros over the years. Uh, he pulled out an old school one. So I'd love that. Go check that out if you haven't. You should already. I don't know why. Follow the show on Twitter at Cheap Seats Box. iTunes, rate, review. You will be the next unofficial sponsor. Uh, like my man from Hoboken who put in one saying that we are a fun podcast. Of course we are. That's what we do. I pretty much know who that was. And I appreciate it. So, if you guys do like my Hoboken boy did, then you will be the next unofficial sponsor. I always shout you guys out. Now, follow us on all the platforms. Subscribe. Retweet this motherfucking show, please, people. Help us out because they have moved us down the rankings and we are working our asses off to get back up there because that's where the fuck we belong. Now, last weekend, the only fight I really talked about, that I kind of talked about Average Landy Laura, it was a typical Average Landy Laura performance, pretty boring. All right, Jose Ramirez, Victor Postal. I'm going to be honest, I was a little disappointed with the performance by... By Jose Ramirez. I had him winning. I had him winning fairly comfortably. 8-4. to four. You go 7-5. to five. It was a competitive fight. I don't think it was much of a close fight as much as it was competitive. Because in no point did I think that Victor Postal was in control of that fight. He could catch. He caught him with some nice uh, combinations here or there. The jab kept him off balance. Um, but the one thing was every time that Ramirez hit him, even with the jab, he had a good jab that fight, honestly. Uh, Ramirez did because he would throw Postal back with every strong, stiff jab that he hit him with. Um, but he kept him at bay. But Postal kept him at bay, and so he wasn't very effective. I don't know if it was the layoff. I don't know if it was the game plan for Freddie. Like I said, that had not been talked about that much. If Freddie Roach, who used to train Ramirez, probably had a pretty good game plan going forward against against him. So I don't know which was which. If it was just the layoff, you know, because who knows. We'll see going forward. Look, he's probably going to end up fighting Josh Taylor next. We know the Jack Catterall fight 
is being man- mandated, but we know how that shit works out. They've already said that it, a step-aside fee seems like it's pretty easy to do. Now, people like to hate on Ramirez. They hated on him. He didn't go into the World Boxing Super Series. He kind of did. He did it in his own way because he ended up fighting Maurice Hooker, like I said. He kind of did the same thing. We're going to find out the whole winner anyway because he has two belts. Taylor has two belts. We're going to get a total unification at 140. Isn't that what we wanted anyway? Wasn't that the whole point of the tournament? We're getting it anyway. So people still hate on me. You know, Maurice Hooker, I saw it so many times that he was going to blast through Ramirez and Ramirez fucking made chump chains of him. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, but but uh, Prograde would kill him. And Josh Taylor, no, nobody's going to kill Jose Ramirez. He's too tough. He's going to be a tough fight for anybody. That truly is a 50-50 fight with him and Josh Taylor. Now the the pervading the prevailing thought is Taylor is a slight favorite because of the pe- overall pedigree. I'm not so sure. I think it's just a straight up and down 50-50 fight. I hope it happens and I hope it happens with fans. Because if they could make that fight in Fresno, that would be fucking amazing. Because uh, we know it's not going to happen in Scotland. That would be the only other place where that fight would be, as far as fans go, an amazing sight to see. Uh, but we'll see what goes on from, you know, at, who knows right now with everything still up in the air. Uh, but I can't wait to see that fight. Ramirez, he he did what he had to do. He won. He didn't look impressive doing it. But like I said, going into it, I thought he would stop him. I thought, you know, if he, st- if he put his foot on the gas, he would do it. And at times I felt like he could have, but... Like I said, I don't know if it was the game plan or he just wasn't that sharp. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. He did. He 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 won. He took care of business. He got knocked off some rust after the longest layoff of his career. We'll see. We'll see what what happens going forward. We'll see how Josh Taylor looks in his fight before he fights Ramirez. Um, you know, JP talked about that. We we kind of hit on that. Like you just don't know what you're going to get with these guys. You know. Because we don't know how hard they've been training, we don't know anything. We don't know if they had a fat camp going into into this into the fights or anything. We don't really know a lot about what's going on with these guys. We we hear things, we see things, but we don't know the whole truth. Like I said, there's Lenny Laura one. It's it's great. This weekend, um, Jamal Herring versus Jonathan Akendo. The fight doesn't really excite me. I mean, it's not like. I love I love his story. I, I love Jamel Herring's story. It's a great story. To me, he's a better story than he is a fighter to watch. Not that he's a bad fighter, nothing like that, but it, it doesn't he he doesn't move the needle for me, but I will still check out the fight. But it's not something that really Gets me going, you know, like, oh, yeah, I want to see this fight like I was for the Ramirez Postal fight, which actually was a letdown. So who knows? Maybe it'll be the reverse on this fight. Either way, I think Jamel Herring will take care of business. He will, he will, I think he'll win a decision. Uh, Kendo, eh, eh, eh. But you never know, like I said, like with anything right now coming out of this pandemic, not coming out of it, but during this pandemic, we don't know how great training camps been we don't know how sharp people will be herring's getting a little bit older he's a little guy so he he ages faster so we don't know but all things being equal he should be able to do enough to to get a unanimous decision win against a guy like a kendo now there are a couple fights on oh good lord 
I don't even know what channel. PBC doing uh, a couple fights. Uh, let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. Yo, Dennis Ugas versus Abel Ramos for the WBA regular belt. And Rancis Bartholomew versus a guy I don't know versus w for the WBA interim belt. Um, you know, people probably wonder why I, I started pulling back away from these fights. And it finally really fucking dawned on me, you know, why? Not that, not that you can't watch these fights, not that these fights won't be fun, or that they can't mean something going down the road, but understand what these fights really are. We've changed the names around so they seem more important. WBA regular, WBA interim. What these fights used to be, and I'm getting my hater hat on because I'm going to have some hate going on for the rest of this show. It's a shorter one, so it won't be too much hate. But th this, is the, this is the truth. These fights, these used to have the name of USBA and NABF titles. That's the, that's the names they used to have when they were lower-level belts to hopefully get you in line for the main belt. And they were fought on Tuesday night fights or ESPN Friday night fights. But now they're put on prime time and made to be something more than they are. And they're not. That's just the facts. Some of you older cats don't get it. You guys don't remember Tuesday night fights on USA Network. And some of you guys barely even watched Friday night fights on ESPN. But make no mistake, that's what these fights are. And when now, if you think about it, if this was if this was your Dennis Ugas versus Abel Ramos for the USBA belt, would anybody give a shit? No. He'd be like, okay, uh, I like watching Ugas, but USBA belt doesn't do shit for me. See, that's what they did. They started changing these all oh, WBC diamond, silver, all these bullshit belts. You know, it's it's. They just changed the names to make them seem better. They took off those other letters on them and just put WBC, WBA, IBF, and uh, WBO because we used to have those belts. USBA, NABF, I think it was uh, the USBO and the WBC one. I don't remember offhand. But when those fights came up, nobody gave a shit about them. They were fun because they were on Tuesday night fights. These fights that we're seeing that are on primetime, they used to be slotted for fucking Tuesday night and Friday night. Who's honking at me? Nobody honking at me. But if you think about it in those terms, you this is how I grew up watching these things, watching those kind of fights. They were fun. I loved watching them. But I can tell you right now, if I was doing a show back then when I was a teenager, which I didn't have any of these podcasts, um, I'm that old. You think I'd be fucking breaking down the USBA and NABF fucking title fights? No. I may mention them in passing, which is exactly what I'm doing here. And that's why I'm that's why these fights are being relegated to where like, why do I care? Why should I care enough to do uh, an hour show? So, you know, I don't really do hour shows no more. But you know what I mean? What why why would I care enough to do all that when these these that's what these titles are? So I just, that's why I, I, I'll talk about them in passing. I'm not going to do too much to break them down because that's what these fights are. You know, just because people jump along and, and ride ride the bandwagon with, with these sanctioning bodies to do these bullshit belts 
Good for them. They can do what they want. I don't care. But it's not for me. Now, boxing is being boxing. Twitter is being Twitter. And all that bullshit keeps on going in motherfucking circles. We keep on seeing all this shit with Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. And it gets tiring. And it gets old. Because it's all just fucking talking. By by a lot of people who don't know a lot about the fucking game. You know. The fact is. Is if these two motherfuckers wanted to fight. They'll fight. And eventually they will. It's on both of them. It could be on one side more than the other. That's fine. I'm not here to pick sides on that. I'm not here to put percentages on it. It may not be 50-50, but it doesn't matter. If these fights needed or wanted to be made, trust me, they're promoters. And yes, Spence, no matter what the fuck he says, has a promoter. No promoter. I'm the guy at 147. Well, good for you. Then make the fucking fight. Or do you not want that responsibility? Do you only want the fucking title? As I'm a free agent, I do I do my own thing. I'm in control. No, you're not. No, you're not. You get fights brought to you and then you pick a fight. If you were the guy in charge, you would have everything open to you. That's the truth. There's only one guy right now doing true free agency in boxing who's just fucking... Uh, he's literally like Tyson Fury. He is the Gypsy King of boxing Mikey Garcia because he just well, I'm gonna go fight over here and then I'll fight over here and I can fight this guy and then he's actually the only one doing it and instead of being praised for it he gets hated by a lot of people because he did it his own fucking way haters hate baby Mikey's the man you know it you know I gotta get my Mikey love on in the middle of this hate fest but I'm about fucking tired of this bullshit with, with the Crawford Spence thing now another thing I keep on seeing Spence out there fighting Top welterweights. No, he's not. He fought one. He fought one. It was Porter coming off what most people thought was a loss. Danny Garcia has never been a top fucking welterweight. He has no resume. He has beaten nobody at 147. He's not a fucking top welterweight. That shit needs to stop. People shit on Bud Crawford. Go look at his fucking wins. Danny Garcia's. What wins does he have at 147? Is it still Robert the literally the ghost of Robert the Ghost Guerrero? Or was it that was it that amazing win versus uh, what Vargas? I forget which fucking Vargas it was. Uh, or was it the Brandon Rios fight? Which was his great win at 147? He's not a top guy at 147. No matter what people try to fucking spill at you. Another thing. Give him credit, man. He's fighting Danny Garcia coming off that car wreck. Really? You gonna give him credit for that? You give him credit... For putting himself in a shitty fucking position. Look. Good on him that he stuck to his word. That he was still going to fight Danny Garcia. But the Danny Garcia fight was going to happen. Whether he got in that wreck or not. And make no mistake about it. He's the one who put himself in that position. He was a moron who went got behind that wheel drunk as shit. He put people at risk. You know. Nobody says give Adrian Broner credit. He was a fat fuck and he. Ate himself up to 180 pounds and had to lose all that weight. Give him credit. Nobody says that. Why? Because it was self-inflicted. So why are we giving Errol Spence a pass and saying, "Man, give give him you know give him credit for after that horrific car wreck"? People act like he was rear-ended and thrown over and, and flipped over ten times. No, he got drunk, got behind the 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 the, 
the steering wheel of a car. That was self-inflicted. I ain't giving no fucking extra points for that. That's stupid. So, like, when people try to do that, try to fucking give it off like he should be praised for it, why? Think about what you guys say before you say it. Or think about it all the way through. Man, give Mike Tyson credit for fighting Holyfield. He was fighting cocaine and he was getting fat, you know, and, and he was getting fucking STDs, you know, so so you got to give him credit. Think it, See how stupid that sounds? But for some reason, a guy flipping his car because he was a moron, now we got to give him credit. Why? I had to get that off my chest. That don't mean I hate him as a fighter. I hate the fucking fans who use that bullshit. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. Seen in news today. Who is it? Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. Saying that he wants to fight Oscar De La Hoya in an exhibition. He said, fuck it. If you're going to come out of retirement, let's do this. Whatever, whatever. And people are still mad about all this shit. Oscar coming out of retirement. All these old motherfuckers coming out of retirement. I get it. Only in boxing could old motherfuckers come out of retirement and get more shine than the people doing it right now. But you know who that's on? And it, JP hit on this a little bit. It's on them young guys. It's on them. I hate Oscar. I've always hated Oscar. Go look at his resume. Go look at the people he fought. Go look at his opposition. Go look at the run of fighters in a row that he fought sometimes. Maybe he had a, a, a one or two in between here that wasn't that great. But go look at those runs. He fought some motherfuckers. You could look like one of my favorite is Tim Bradley. Tim Bradley had a fucking run where it was, um, oh shit, uh, when he won the title in England. I can't even think now. I'm losing it. But he got that fight. He got um, Lamont Peterson undefeated. He got uh, Devin Alexander undefeated. He got um, Manny Pacquiao and. And Provodnikov and um, Marquez and oh, there's a few other guys I'm missing. Oh, uh, Junior Witter was the guy I was thinking of. All these guys in a row. Fucking run. A fucking run. See, these guys nowadays don't do that kind of run. You have a few of them who do. I ain't going to lie. Uh, Sean Porter, man, his run is amazing. Of, of, of fights in a row. Uh, even Mikey had a, had a pretty decent run when, on his comeback trail. Um, some of these guys do. I would say Thurman, but God damn it, spread over like 10 years, so I really can't even say that. But he really hasn't had a, a soft touch except for his first fight back, which wasn't that soft, but it was, eh, I mean, it's Josito Lopez. It is what it is. Um, but these young guys, if they don't want, if they're mad that these old dudes are getting the shine, then do something to get that shine off of them. Put that shine on you. Put the spotlight on you. Do something fucking real. Instead of talking about all these fights you want, make those fights. Be about it. See, these motherfuckers made history. These motherfuckers were in legendary fights. Were in legendary wars. Were in some of the biggest pay-per-views of all time. That's why they can do what they do now at this age. Because these guys are bragging about, oh, I, I saw 400,000. These motherfuckers laugh at 400,000. 400,000 is a throwaway fight for these guys. So it's, all, it's incumbent on the young up-and-comers to, to make, a, make a name for themselves. I think the younger guys get it than these guys who are on top now. 
Like JP was saying, they understand how to get your name out there. They understand how to manipulate and use with social media and how to do it. Good on them. Because they probably won't be in the same situation these motherfuckers are right now. All right. I had to do that. I had to get a quick one out. Get that shit off my chest. Sometimes a 209 comes out in, in, in your guy. That's just how it goes. Remember, follow the show on Twitter. At Cheap Seats Box. iTunes, rate, review. You'll be next unofficial sponsor. My man from Hoboken. Hey, you know what's up, man? I appreciate you doing that for me. Giving me that rate review. Do like I said. Go subscribe to Just Two Fans. Good show. It really is a good show. Just go check it out. I think if you enjoy just talking sports, listening about sports, those are your guys. Jamie and Eli, they know what they're doing. Go check them out. Uh, subscribe on all the platforms. Retweet this. Like I said, retweet this show. Come on, motherfuckers. Help me out. Remember, like JP says, this is where the fighters fight and the fans commentate. And you know we do it just like you from the Chiefs Eats because we ain't buying no tickets, goddammit. Peace. Lost and crazy, throw your hands up, Mr. Bruno. Rock.